0: Oh, you weren't rolling? No, that's I
1: fine. not nah, not a big deal. That's just comedy talk. Yeah. We're not out yeah. on
0: much. That was Inside Baseball. Inside Baseball.
1: You rolling? Yep. Speaking of Inside Baseball, you ever seen Hardball? Or no, not Hardball, Moneyball?
0: Yeah, it's a good movie.
1: Yeah, I, wa- I watched it fully for the first time when I, a friend was in town a couple weeks ago.
0: That Brad Pitt is handsome.
1: He is handsome. And that Jonah Hill... Is dude, he's so fucking good at acting.
0: I know he's brilliant. He
1: he is brilliant, and every role he crushes. I I saw. Did you see mid nineties? His directorial debut.
0: I have not seen it actually. I, I've been wanting to see it. I heard it's really good.
1: It's it's if as a Jonah Hill fan, it's pretty fun to watch. You know, because you see what he's kind of going for. It's a lot of. I mean, if you've seen the trailer, you kind of get the vibe, but. Yeah, you, I hear that too. What is that? It worked?
0: That worked. I don't know why. What'd you do? Just turned it off and on again. Oh, nice. Like any I good IT person would. Absolutely.
1: Uh no, mid 90s. Yeah, it's it's definitely got to, like he he establishes the mood really well and maintains it. Um I watching it. I'm I don't there's a little story work that could have been improved upon. Um but no, it's it's enjoyable to watch, knowing it's his first film. As a, as a fan, I mean, seeing him go from super bad all the way to that, it's pretty cool. I I would recommend it if you like Jonah Hill. Give it a watch.
0: I mean, he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah,
1: he's not in it, but uh, Lucas Hedges is in it. You know who Lucas Hedges is? I do not. He. He has been one of the. He's one of the younger white boys that have just taken o- taken over like the indie film scene by storm. He was. He's no, in. No, I don't like him. <laughs> he uh, he's in Manchester by the Sea. He's in. Uh, I loved that movie. Yeah, he's the son. Oh, what the? Fuck? There it goes again. He's in Waves. I'm going This I mean, he's. In, every time I see him, I'm very happy that I'm watching the movie. Oh, have you, did you see Honey Boy?
0: I did see Honey Boy. Yeah, it was great. He plays young Shia LaBeouf. Oh, I know who you're talking he's about. He's Shia. That kid's brilliant. He is so good, dude. You know, I'm like, I most child actors. I'm like, why do we bother with any of this? Like it's just so bad and corny and mm-hmm. the, Ugh the child actors are normally the worst. Oh, I'm not talking. I'm
1: not talking about young, young Shia, but you. But that. But you're absolutely correct. That kid is. I'm talking about uh, like twenties Shia in the mental in the mental hospital.
0: Oh, the, the, I like this person up.
1: The angry Shia LaBeouf. He's the ang. He plays a lot of angry troubled, uh, guys.
0: What's um, this person's name again?
1: Lucas Hedges. Um, but I'm with you on the child actor stuff. Uh, you gotta, you gotta get lucky, and you gotta nail it. Like Stranger Things, they got really lucky that those kids were really good. Yeah, we'll those see, kids are brilliant. We'll see how it goes as they hit puberty.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing too. Is like once they do get older and mature, it's like oh boy.
1: Like uh, I saw the new Ghostbusters movie. And uh, Finn Wolfhard, the one that's definitely become mo- the most famous out of those Stranger Things kids so far. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not impressing me really much with his acting. His sh- his shtick of being like the sarcastic asshole works for him. Um, but my, uh, my hype for him has died down a little bit, I'm not going to lie. He was in It, too. Did you see It?
0: I have not seen It, no. Uh, second
1: one's a little long. The first one is really phenomenal and so funny. The kids in the kids in that movie are so fucking funny.
0: I'm not familiar with this. Luke. I don't why I'm not placing this person. That's how films, good of an actor he is in You'd films I've him. seen.
1: Yeah, the 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 Wes Anderson ones. I don't I don't recall his characters. Um, but the other ones I do. Yeah, I saw Ghostbusters and I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. And then I went on uh I went on Letterboxd or just which is like a it's like film it's like Twitter for films. Uh but just in general uh people on the people on forums discussing it were really upset with like all the Ghostbusters fan service they did uh and like, you know, true fans of the original like wouldn't like shouldn't stand for this. And as somebody who just does not give a shit about the original Ghostbusters, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was I thought it was good. Like I thought it was straight up good. It was funny, the action was pretty good. A little slow to start, but uh nothing unnecessary. And at the end I I nearly cried, man. It was really heartfelt. Yeah. Highly recommend the new Ghostbusters if you got nothing else to do on, you know, a Sunday afternoon. It was a good time.
0: I'm a big fan of the first three. I haven't seen the one with all the ladies, which is kind of shameful on my part.
1: Yeah, actually, uh I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the studio for that, Jeremy.
0: Yep. A little sexist. Yeah, a little bit. I can feel it. It's palpable.
1: (laughs) They uh Yeah, I didn't well I didn't see that one either. And you know Oh, what what the fuck? (laughs) But you know what? I wish I had because everything I read online about the new Ghostbusters is like, in like apparently like every other scene or in every fucking scene there was like a little a little uh, tongue in cheek or or wink of the eye to the originals. You know what I'm saying? Oh,
0: okay. like
1: trying to be funny, which I didn't pick up on because I I've only seen the first one once and I had, have never seen the others and I just don't give a shit about them. But I wish I had seen the. Uh,
0: you haven't seen the originals?
1: And I've seen the first one once. I watched it on a plane.
0: Oh, my God, Gabe. Come on.
1: I know. Uh, But I wish I saw the all-woman one because I would have wanted to know if they made any tongue-in-cheek remarks about that one that I could have picked up on.
0: Ooh, yeah, good point. I can make a little... Maybe I'll watch that one first and then I'll go watch the newest one. Oh, don't don't do it to yourself. You're
1: supposed to enjoy yourself when you're watching a movie.
0: I don't give a fuck. I don't enjoy myself doing anything. Oh, come on. You don't. You don't enjoy. Uh, nope, I don't even care what the answer, what the what you're going to ask. I'm going to tell you no right now. The
1: finest. You don't enjoy the 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 the, the finest sandwich from Dave's Cosmic Subs.
0: Uh, I'm not a big fan of Dave's Cosmic Subs.
1: Really, wish your go-to sandwich shop?
0: Uh, either TJ's Butcher Shop, uh-huh. or K and K. On Warren, have you checked that place? I out? haven't heard
1: of either of these places.
0: K and K Butcher Shop, check them out. K
1: and K Butcher Shop,
0: yeah, it's dude, it's 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 amazing there. Like everybody there, the staff is amazing. Mm-hmm. They have good product, and they got good sandwiches too. So,
1: I see K and K Meat Shop on Dunham Road in Maple Heights.
0: Nope, it's K and K on Warren, like right by Warren Beverage.
1: KK butcher. I'm not seeing this. K and K.
0: Butcher. This place doesn't exist, Jerem. It exists. <clears throat> Look up Warren beverage. Okay. Warren beverage. On Warren Road. Okay. You see the plaza it's in? Oh,
1: K&K Portage Market.
0: Oh, well, excuse me. Sorry. What,
1: what is a portage? I don't know. Well, I'll be sure. That's to look where.
0: That. Maybe that's Flavortown. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's the capital of Flavortown. Um,
0: you know how you know it's good? It's like filled with a bunch of old people. Yeah. You know it's going to be really good, and you know it's going to be extremely cheap.
1: Oh, yeah, you know how those old people, they love an early bird special. They
0: love deals. Deals. And, and they, know they have the time to figure out where those deals are. So you <laughs> just, just all you have to do is follow the old people. For sure. If there's, like, I, I have the same theory for, like, restaurants.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, there's this one restaurant in uh, uh, Indiana, in Indianapolis, and, uh. Dude, it was like it was literally the whole place was filled with like older people, and I'm like, I'm eating there. And it was like the best fucking meatloaf, I don't even really care for meatloaf. Oh, I love meatloaf, but it was the best fucking meatloaf I've ever had in my goddamn life. And like, oh my god, it was so good. The food was amazing. Guess how much my meal was mm, 14 bucks. Nope, six dollars. No way, I'm talking the works. I'm talking like scalloped potatoes, fucking uh uh meatloaf, green beans, uh I got uh uh cauliflower. What else did I get? It was just like a huge pile of food for six dollars.
1: Well you know what you know why I think I they can do that? Because if the old people like going there, not only do they have the deals and the good food, but they ha- they like the relationship with the people that work there.
0: Yeah, staff was amazing.
1: And the older the people are, probably the older the owner is. And if the owner's that old, they might just own the fucking building. They don't need to charge big prices to stay up. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: All right, that was a nice that was a nice little ten minute intro. Yeah, I went to this episode. I went places. It, it did, and and uh, this 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 episode is brought to you by K and K Portage Market.
0: He'll <laughs> <laughs> be thrilled thrilled to hear about that. Idea. Uh, the owner Eric's a really nice guy. You know the owner? Yeah, I well, I sell him beer. Oh, well, there you go. Uh,
1: what I wanted to, uh, uh, well, first of all, welcome to the floss. I guess. I mean, if you don't know what the fuck you're listening to, it's kind of a miracle you've made it this far into the episode. But. Uh, no, this episode I wanted to uh, I want to talk about, like, you know, friends and support systems. It's really imp- – it's – well, you know, newsflash. It's important to have friends, a network of people that you can talk to other than yourself. And it doesn't even have to be super deep. Like, that's what you could get a psychiatrist for if you really need it. But it's good to have friends. And it's good to have, you know, friends that are kind of in the same stage of life as you – but it's also good to have friends and people to talk to that are, you know, maybe one or two one or two steps beyond where you're at in life um because i think i think a lot of people most people are uh this is a kind of a pejorative word but i think you get the idea most people are hard-headed in that you know what they what they believe, you know, they're going to they're more inclined to stay believing it. It's going to be harder to convince them otherwise, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Most people like to stick to their guns. And I think the younger you get, the more hard-headed you are. Like you're in your 20s, you just want to fuck the world and, you know, put your head down and not listen to what anybody says. And so it's important to have uh, people older than you to kind of, you know, steer you in one direction or the other. But more important than that uh it's important to uh, listen to them uh you know take what they have to say St- you know maybe start with a grain of salt you don't have to automatically say you know i'm r- i'm wrong and you're right and i'm just going to f- say do whatever you say but really listen to them and uh digest it because i mean if you can if you can call somebody your friend Unless you're in a, like a really heated argument with them and you, you're both saying stuff that you might not be proud of, uh, they're looking out for you. They always – a true friend wants the best for their other friends. Um, and even if something comes out of their mouth that you might see as criticism, you've got to understand that they have their best interests in mind um, if, they're a tr- if they're a true friend.
0: And it's important to know. I agree with a lot of that, um, but your friends aren't always qualified to um, take on certain issues that you may be having.
1: You're talking about, you know, personal, like, really personal stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That's totally, f- like, if, you know... The- you
0: You need to have boundaries with your friends. Like, you can't just be divulging, like, all kinds of information about yourself to everyone just because... Uh, for one, it's, it's a lot for them to handle and two, like they're not qualified to handle those types of issues. Like that's why you, you need to go to, you know, set healthy boundaries with your friends when it comes to advice or things in in your life. And then that way you can have like a healthier, more uh, beneficial relationship for the both of you.
1: Yeah. Um, you're absolutely right. When, uh I was in a fraternity at college and there was a position in the fraternity uh I I think it was the the acronym was like CIS or whatever but it was it was essentially like uh the the counselor for the boys you know if something was going on in somebody's life uh they could go talk to this person if there was no one else to talk to and they would they would listen to them and have and you know be care for them in a time of need but when we were when we were looking for people for this position, because you know, not every, you go you know they get vote elected and whatever. Um, we would at one of the questions they always get asked is what one of the brothers comes to you and says they're thinking about hurting themselves. What do you do? And the only acceptable answer, the only acceptable answer was to, was to say something along the lines of um you know I'm your brother I'm your friend and I love you but I can I am not the person to deal with this information yeah. I'm going to refer you to professional help or try to get you know So you're absolutely right and that's an extreme example um but I mean what you said can scale all the way down to just like you know family drama you know some if if you're at a <laughs> This is all contextual, but, like, you know, if you're at a bar having a good time with your friends, don't pull one of them aside and start dishing on about, you know, how much of a bitch your sister is in the st- – like, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah. those That's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, y- your friends aren't necessarily, like, qualified to help you through those, like, major traumatic shit that goes on in your life. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty um, unfair to ask of them to take on those types of things.
1: I agree completely, but to what, uh, to what I, my original point is, you know, the times where you do want to listen to them and the times where you, you know, could you got any guesses who I'm talking about, Jeremy?
0: I, I'm not sure what the question is.
1: The, you know, my inspiration for this episode, you know, listening to your friends, they got your best interests in mind. Oh
0: no. I'm talking
1: about you brother.
0: Oh, shucks. That's very kind.
1: And I'll tell you why. And I'll tell the listeners why. And I don't know how many listeners that is. I, I uh, I'm actually really... I haven't checked my numbers in, like, over a month and a half.
0: Neither have I. Which, <laughs> I don't care. No,
1: dude, that's... You know what? Because I don't... I don't care what the numbers are. Um, I mean, good numbers are great. You know what I'm saying? You'd always love to have good numbers. Uh, but this is just... Again, I, this... Every single time I get behind this microphone I'm I'm developing something talking into a microphone so
0: well numbers don't matter at this point in juncture. also true like is podcast is too young to be concerned with numbers like it's just you know right now we should be concerned with putting out a quality product uh like having quality content and uh, promoting it. That's all we should be worried about. Like, numbers are really unimportant right now.
1: And you know what's funny? I think I got a little bit of this idea of not looking at the numbers. Well, I, I had not been looking at them before I saw Ghostbusters. But in the new Ghostbusters, and this is one of the things people hated, there's a kid called Podcast. He's like a little He's like a little kid that walks around with a microphone interviewing people at random, and he just calls himself Podcast.
0: In the movie?
1: In the movie, yeah. Oh, okay um and uh the running joke is like two or three times they mentioned the episode really f- the 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 show really finds its voice around like episode 46 or something um and as funny of a as a recurring gag that is 100% true like this I'm still, after each interview, I'm still giving myself notes on, like, okay, what did, that was not as good as X or Y interview, and why was that, you know, was I uncomfortable, was I not asking good enough questions, etc. So, like, you know, the podcast, it's not even really that good yet, and so, uh, (laughs) do I even want a lot of people listening if it's not that good yet? Not necessarily, you know what I'm saying?
0: I think that's actually a really good attitude, like, I think that kind of attitude will help you even when it's good like sure con- no matter improving. how oh yeah always be improving always trying to look for something new you could you could be doing or improving upon like i mean it's just like stand up like mm-hmm. stand up you there's never going to be a place where you go oh like this is like i don't need anything else to improve on like you know yeah. what I mean, there's going to be always something new to like Try and figure out.
1: Oh, dude, and that's that's. I mean, that's everything in life. If you're 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 wa- you're washing dishes at a restaurant and it's your first time washing dishes, you're gonna be fumbling around, dropping plates, putting stuff back in the wrong spot in the kitchen. You're gonna suck at it. You're gonna suck at it. But the you know you go into work every day, after you do it enough, and you know this the skill ceiling is not quite the same across professions. But you know you practice, you're gonna get better at it. You're going to get better at it. Uh, basketball, you know, all this, all this stuff. Basketball is very similar to him. It like, you could always be improving. LeBron has added maybe four or five phases to his game since he left Cleveland the first time. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, he's always been a great passer, but he, you know, uh, his, his, his vision has constantly improved. His last season on the Cavs was probably his most impressive season um, you know, he added when he came back to the Cavs. He added a post game, and you know he worked on that for years. Like the season he added the post game, everyone was like, "Oh my god, LeBron just flipped a switch and he added." The post. No, he he was watching tape, and he's like, "You know what? I'm not as athletic as I used to be. I have to add this to my repertoire. Let's get let's get started." And that <laughs> overnight success of a post game didn't come out of nowhere. He clocked in. That's what he needed to improve, and he did. Uh, you know, his three-point jump shot. He was never a good three-point shooter. Uh, first cast in Miami. Now he's he's an excellent three-point shooter. So, yeah, you always got to be improving. And practice is going to make you better. Practice is
0: going to make you better at <laughs> anything you do. Plus, at that point, we all kind of saw, like, the game starting to evolve to a point of, like, where the three-pointer was he needed assen- it. essential to winning.
1: 100%. He didn't want to get left behind. Yeah, he's he's in, he's in that nice mindset uh, where he t- well, he does mentor a lot of young guys. And this is pretty re- kind of related to what we were initially talking about, where, um you know, no NBA player in the NBA is not. Well, he's not going to listen to LeBron when he gives him a pointer. Well, that's a fact. Yeah. Um, but LeBron's not so naive that he thinks the way he does it is always going to be the best way. Like you said, the three-point shot was coming, and he saw it coming. And he's like, I got to catch up to these young kids or they're not going to respect me when I talk to them about it or try to play them with it. So he he adapted, you know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, back to uh, what I was talking about originally, um, and this is, this is going to serve – as an unofficial initial official announcement but um a couple weeks ago and I don't know when this is gonna come out but I'm like you know early November uh I told Jeremy and a couple other comics that I wanted to record an album and if you're a comic and you're listening to this and you're laughing and pointing at me saying oh what an idiot uh you're right it's uh it was a naive thing to say and You know, I still have a lot of the, uh, I'm still confident in in a lot of the reasons that I made that decision, Um, but I spoke with Jeremy about it, he was the first one I talked to about it, we just talked about it in the parking lot for like 10 minutes, and then I talked to a couple other people about it, and those conversations rang true with a lot of what uh, you and I talked about, Jeremy, like it was Mm -hmm. a constant theme showing up consistently, and um, what, uh, what I've gleaned from these conversations, and I've had a couple weeks to think about it, is um, I, I'm reframing my, my mindset going into uh, this event, which is, I'm, I will be unofficially, officially announcing on this episode, I guess. Um, on, on, on March 12th, I'm, I'm doing an hour at CODA in Tremont and, and we'll be filming it. Um, and that's, that's the marketing that's the promotional aspect that I'm taking, but I also thought about it, you know, within like, you know, what what am I trying to get out of it, you know, why did I even come up with this idea of an album in a first, like, well, I didn't come up with the idea, but you know, what, why did I make this decision in the first place? Um, and I pumped the brakes because, like I said, I'm I'm young and I'm hard headed and I and I like to like try to grab the world by the dick, and then I had you know my older friends. They didn't. They were nice about it, but you know, they were pretty much telling me, "Hey, uh, pump the brakes. You know, maybe think about this a little bit." And uh, what I've decided is, Jeremy, this is this is going to be a writing, just a writing exercise for me. Um, I I have accumulated what amounts to about an hour of material um, that I'm comfortable with and that I like, and so I'm just going to do it. In a, in a room full of people and film it and then i'm gonna scrap it all and start from scratch and i think that's and i think that's a much more reasonable way to approach it and it takes a lot of pressure off of me it takes a lot of pressure off of me sure um because you know even if the night turns out to be a disaster which i don't think it will but you know gotta, <clears throat> i mean you know I don't have to release it as an album. I don't have to release any of it at all. Uh, you know, worst case scenario, I have all of my material on tape, and I can analyze it and see what's working and what's not. And I just happen to be selling tickets to it. Um, so that's what happens when you listen to your friends who are trying to steer you in a direct one direction or another without being dicks about it.
0: I mean, my point really was if you're going to do it, rehearse it and rehearse it and rehearse it, rehearse it. I mean, if you're confident enough to do a full hour, then you should be at least, or film a full hour, then you should be at least confident enough to try and run it one time. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying for sure. And that's tough when, you know,
1: You know, hey, can I do an hour? Well, have you ever done an hour before? No. Well, then I'm not going to let you do an hour. Yeah, that
0: is sometimes the funny thing about stand-up is that, like, people go, well, you haven't done that before. And it's like, well, no one's given me the opportunity to do it before. So what comes first?
1: And you know what?
0: The chicken or the egg. It's the chicken and the egg situation.
1: And just like like a lot of the things we talk about on this show, um, these things we apply to comedy apply to... Everything else, guys, everything else. Nobody, I cannot, here's the thing.
0: Except for open heart surgery. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. don't just. Yeah, that you should be probably pretty good
0: at by the time you
1: get it. Nothing I can say is going to convince somebody that I can do what I'm planning to do. The only thing that can convince somebody, hey, Gabe can do that, is if I go out and actually do it. The same thing, hap- the sa- the same thing happened with the sh- first short film. Uh, well, short film in general. I had never even been on a movie set. And I could I could talk all the shit I would have wanted or said all the things I could have wanted. about like, oh, I can write a movie. I can make a movie. I can edit a movie. I can release a movie. And I could have said that from here to Timbuktu – and everyone could would have just been like, okay, yeah, dude, sure, great, whatever. Uh, good luck with that. And, not, you know, had no reason. To, but, you know, what? I went out and did it. Mm-hmm. And now I know, hey, I can do that.
0: And then I did it again. And I'm going to do it again
1: and again and again and again.
0: I mean, a lot of people think that they can be actors or writers or film mm-hmm. directors. And, like, until, like, everybody thinks that they can do something until, like, they have to put in the work. And then once the work comes around, they go, Oh fuck like uh, maybe I don't know about it, uh, much as much about this as I thought. I mean, I see that in podcasting all the time. Everybody thinks they should they did they like they should be doing a podcast or everyone thinks that they should have a podcast. But until it becomes like something they actually have to put like do and put together, then you see them like fall apart.
1: Mhm. And if the other funny thing is is like uh you are what you do, so if you say you're a writer, but you're not writing you're you're just lying to yourself you're not you're not helping yourself either,
0: yeah for sure
1: um and so you know that's just you know I guess that's my unofficial you know on on March twelfth i'm gonna be burning all my material and starting from scratch, and you can buy tickets to see it
0: i mean and also too like I, that's why I never discourage even like any com any comedian or Mm -hmm. new person that comes around like they're confident enough to think that they're funny so they're probably right they're probably there's they're probably funny they probably haven't found it yet and so uh how like okay how do i navigate those waters then i you know i try to encourage them as much as possible by just continuing to do the work like Mm -hmm. and if if you are funny, it, you will find it.
1: And there, there is so much no out there. There are so many people out there that will say no to stuff. Yeah. So you know what? What? What good does it do to pile on? Also, uh, I, uh, I just, I've, I've, I've heard this a few times, but I just recently listened to like a four-hour Ari Shaffir seminar. Uh, you know. Every comedian, no matter how good or bad you think they are, is your colleague. They're your co- they're your coworker. Do you want and Jeremy. We talk about this all the time. You we want everybody here to succeed.
0: Yeah, like I think Cleveland, their comedy scene's only as good as our weakest comic.
1: Hmm. I agree. People act like failure is a bad thing, and it's not. It's it's like I. And again, I I'm constantly thinking about this this hour in March, but like you know, if I f- if it's a disaster and I crash and burn, that's not a bad thing. I have learned a lot if that happens. You know, like you like do you know how you know how much of a of a education that would be to just flounder and fail for two straight shows? No better education.
0: Couldn't agree with you more. There's no better education than failure. None at all,
1: except Harvard.
0: (laughs) But you got—you still gotta pay for it, regardless. You're paying for it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, hey, even yeah, there's no better education than dropping 250 grand.
0: Yeah, seriously, there is no better education than failure. Uh, I mean, all stand-up comedy is. Revolved around right failing and then trying to succeed again, like fail until it doesn't. Right, and then have the and And that and that's if I could be uh, uh, honest with myself about this, like the hardest thing for me is being confident enough to fail because there's a point where you know how to uh, at least (laughs) break even. And, uh, or succeed in situations and you're not growing as a comedian by constantly doing those same things that you think, or, you know, will ultimately lead to successes. You have to, you have to be able to be confident enough to fail.
1: Absolutely. There is, uh, the only difference here's, here's what I, I, I tweeted this a little bit ago. Uh, there are winners and losers. And the only difference is that winners aren't afraid to lose. That's it. And I'm not saying – there aren't winners and losers and, ha, huh, this person is good and successful at life and this person is bad. It's just that person is good and successful probably because they failed a whole bunch of times. Yeah. And they weren't afraid of it.
0: In there's no – there's no uh – there's no shame in admitting that you have delusions of grandeur, but there's also no shame in having delusions of grandeur. You need a little bit of that sure. in order to fucking succeed in anything that you do. Like, you have to be at least, you have to believe in the fact that this, as many times as you fail, you will have some success in it.
1: Yeah, and uh, and this conversation <laughs> makes me think of Alan Iverson. That he never won a championship. Allen Iverson never won a championship. Nobody goes around saying Allen Iverson's a loser. Yeah. Allen That's Iverson really cool. is a goddamn winner because he stepped onto that court like a warrior, six foot, six foot one, stepping up to guys towering over him, maybe more athletically gifted, and he was not afraid to step up to them. He was not afraid to take them on. And guess what? He would lose a lot but that that man is a winner because he wasn't afraid to lose.
0: He was willing to step up and step over Tyloo.
1: Insane. <laughs> nice.
0: One of the greatest NBA highlights of all time.
1: And I and oh man, it was a little bit ago uh Tylu was getting interviewed.
0: Yeah. Did you see this? No. They but.
1: asked him about it. Uh you know, I think they were trying to get some sort of response that would spark a, you know, a little heat. Yeah. And Ty was like, "That was the best thing that ever happened to me." I don't know if it was because of the step over, or if the step over was a result of this. But Ty Lue was actually really integral to that finals run for the Lakers because his, I believe, and, and you know, don't ruin. I believe his assignment was Allen Iverson.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Which is not easy. That's no. Not so easy him assignment.
1: getting stepped over was just indicative of the trust that the Lakers had in him to defend Allen Iverson. Right. Yeah, Tylu's the only person that's ever been embarrassed by Allen Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> Tyloo's a winner, man. He wasn't afraid to lose and he and he won championships with the Lakers. He he won championships as a coach. Well, the one championship. And I do think he did a good job as coach. I know LeBron was probably technically a coach, but you know, Tyloo wasn't afraid to talk shit back to LeBron. Just like Allen Iverson. Tyloo was much smaller. Much less gifted as a as a player and an athlete, but he wasn't afraid to say, "Hey man, let me do my fucking job. Let me tell you what to do." So I think all that's I think all that stuff is really
0: important, man. You got it, and, and I mean, nobody's more confident than you are. Me? Yeah, you're incredibly confident. If, I I actually admired about you. I mean that as a compliment. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I think that all of us would serve. Uh, <laughs> it would serve us all a little bit of good to have your amount of confidence.
1: Um. Yeah, I'm not going to fight you on this. Um, I I think. I mean, I think it comes a lot from my from my parents. Um, growing, and I've been. I don't. I've been. I don't know how I've been trying to say this on stage, and I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to work out. But like, uh, and like, I would. I would do well on a on a test, or like you know, work in a, like grade school growing mm-hmm. up. Uh, and like my dad would see it, and he'd be like, "Your handwriting is terrible." <laughs> like, I did get an A. Your handwriting is terrible, and it wasn't. It wasn't too. And and that sounds like – it sounds shitty, but here's what it actually was. And this is how – he's this independent contractor. He remodels homes and
0: whatnot. Mm-hmm.
1: And this is what he was actually getting at. It's um,
0: – I find that hard to believe that they weren't like – when you had successes, they praised you.
1: Well, it, 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 was the expect, it was the expectation in our house that all of our children – all of their children get A's. That was the baseline expectation. And so when we did that, the 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 handwriting thing was not coming from a you can do was not coming from a this isn't good enough. It was coming from a you can do better. Don't sell yourself short. Don't forget to cross your t's and dot your i's. You 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 know, you got to pride yourself on your work.
0: Yeah, because like I don't know, the attitude in my household was, uh, if I did really really well, like. When I graduated college, I graduated at the top of my class. Hell yeah! And nobody said anything to me about it. It was just kind of like implied that's what was supposed to happen. And, and you did it? And I did it, but like it wasn't like something that like I didn't get. I didn't get any discouragement or like no one said I should have done anything. Sure. Differently, there was just zero acknowledgement of that accomplishment.
1: Well, that's a little disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> but were you...
0: you're telling me, pal.
1: <laughs> were you happy with yourself?
0: Um, I was kind of annoyed by it. to be honest with you, yeah, because I didn't really want to be the top of my class. I didn't want that attention. Okay. Uh, I didn't want to make a speech at the end of the year. I didn't I just kind of wanted like I was happy with the fact that I was getting good grades. But I didn't want any of the um the accolades, I guess, that came along with being at the top of your class. Why not? I didn't care. Like I didn't, nice. I just wanted to I just wanted an education. I didn't want mm-hmm. uh and I wanted to know like I found it I found it interesting. So I wanted I, I, I genuine genuinely enjoyed the work. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really care whether or not it came with any kind of like um a, you know like, I guess um acknowledgement but in my family there was really no acknowledgement to it at all and the only real acknowledgement I got from it was I had to make a speech which I thought was more work than speech yeah I didn't really want to do the speech which is funny that as you know I ended up becoming a stand-up comedian right and the last thing i wanted to do was a fucking speech but because you had to take it seriously you had to say things that in, to inspire people and i didn't really want to do that i'd rather tell dick jokes <laughs> uh
1: what was your major
0: i i graduated with in, in pharmacy oh my god why well my brain's fried sorry uh i graduated uh with a degree in pharmaceutical engineering oh i know I knew that. so I, I can make drugs yeah
1: Maybe they maybe they wanted you to be a political science major, and that's why they didn't say anything.
0: I honestly think I would have been better suited for a political science major oh
1: don't, Jamie, don't say that about yourself i agree. I think so highly of you
0: <laughs> i I think I would have been better suited for political science than I am actual like pharmaceuticals
1: well, it's got the word engineer in it and you're <laughs> yeah. you're, a, you're a sound engineer and you're very well suited for that I do love
0: that. I do – I never – you know, it's just funny that I never did finish my education in um, sound engineering because I was – by the time I was getting close to getting my degree in that, I was already working regularly. Right. And none of my um, bosses or the people who own studios – None of them had degrees, and never, they, no one ever asked me if I had one. So I'm like, well, what's the fucking point of continuing this education if no one gives a shit whether or not I have it?
1: There you go. Quentin Tarantino said, I didn't go to film school. I went to films. You didn't have to learn about sound engineering. You were already engineering sound. Real life is the best uh, school. I like how we have I've established that there are two best educators, failure and real life. But there can only be one best
0: educator. I mean, there's no, there's no one road to get, or uh, there's no, there's no one. I what, 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 what I'm trying to say? Well, there's no one path to get to the same destination. Sure,
1: unless you want to do open heart surgery,
0: that you should get an education. Yeah, you should. You <laughs> we want to see some degrees on the wall. Yeah, okay, you
1: should follow the path most traveled for that one. <laughs> Don't get cute when you're trying to become an open heart surgeon. Yeah. Oh man, I think we could wrap that one up. I think we felt pretty.
0: We ended on a laugh, so that's good. Yeah.
1: All right, let's cut.